So we begin with nutrition during pregnancy. In pregnancy, adequate nutrition is a paramount concern for the family that's bearing a pregnant woman or that bearing, that bearing the pregnancy. So it is important for us to always maintain safe environment, provide balanced diet and a healthy uh, body and body parts or hygiene to make sure the individual who is pregnant can have a safe delivery. That is our goal because when you get pregnant, our goal becomes to, to manage your life and the baby that you're carrying until delivery. When you deliver, that becomes the achievement of our goal in pregnancy. So to, to maintain and achieve such a goal, is there's a huge need to be able to uh, provide safe and healthy nutrition for the pregnant woman. And that becomes both the mother and the child that she's carrying. Now, under here, when we get pregnant, it is usually uh, we are to gain 25 to 35 pounds during our pregnancy. That's how much weight gain we want to gain during pregnancy. Uh, based on a single pregnancy, that's how much weight gain we want to have in the pregnancy. So that simply means with a single pregnancy, any weight we achieve less than this weight, which is the average weight, is low weight in pregnancy. And any weight we gain above the required weight, that becomes uh, overweight in pregnancy. Now, um, this entire pregnancy weight that we gain, when you convert it to kg, it's around 11.3 uh, to 15.9 kg. If you convert that to pounds, you have 25 to 35 pounds. So the easier way, I think, to remember it without decimal is to measure it in pounds. So in the ankle, if you saw in the ankle, just convert this number into, into kg. It gives you the number in kg or the values in kg. Now, um, in the first trimester, in the first trimester, we are supposed to gain at least 4.4 pounds in the first trimester. Now, because pregnancy is divided into three categories, into three categories. Category one is the first trimester. And in this first trimester, we want to gain at least 4.4 pounds in our first trimester of pregnancy. Now, we're trying to find out how can we divide this average weight gain in pregnancy by the various compartments of our pregnancy term. So in the first term, which is the first trimester, we will gain 4.4 pounds in the first trimester, which is equal to like a two, like one to two kg. So we gain like one to two kg or 2.2 to 4.4 pounds to be specific. So we gain 2.2 to 4.4 pounds, which is one to two kg. That's how much we gain in our first trimester. Now, um, from there onward, we want to make sure to gain at least one pound per week in the last two trimester. First trimester, we gain 4.4 pounds or 2.2 pounds to 4.4 pounds, we gain one to two kg. 
in the second trimester, in the third trimester, second and third trimester, we want to gain um, at least one pound, one pound per week. So every week we gain one pound, one pound, one pound until we reach the term pregnancy. And one pound is about, so that one, um, that uh, one pound is about zero point four kg. So meaning in the first trimester we gain zero point four kg per week, or we gain one pound per week in the second trimester, and also we gain the same zero point four kg per week, or we gain one pound per week until delivery. So first trimester is three months. Three months will be 12 weeks, right? So in 12 weeks, we gain um, 4 point, uh, in 12 weeks, we gain between 2.2 pounds to 4.4 pounds. After 12 weeks, the balance 38 to 48 weeks, we gain one pound per week until, term, until we give birth. Anything above or beyond this, it is over with. Now, once we cross, uh, so anything that we gain above is overweight, anything we gain below is underweight. So let's have that at the back of our mind. Um, when we are pregnant, we want to increase uh, our calorie intake. Calorie intake will take like a 340 calories per day. That's the normal required uh, calorie intake per day for a pregnant woman. The next thing is we want to increase protein intake. Protein intake is important because it helps to foster folic acid and other minerals that the body needs when we're going through those hormonal changes that put so much stress on our body. We need that. We also need iron supplementation, like those prenatal iron, uh, iron supplements that can be found in food, that can be found in other medication, in other supplemental medications. They are all important to our health when we are pregnant. It is very important. Um, what is also important is our calcium level. We want to also increase our calcium intake. The calcium is important in developing the fetus, uh, the bone formation, the fetal teeth, teeth formation. All of those are impacted by the increased use of calcium when we are pregnant. We also want to increase fluid intake. Uh, because when you're pregnant, you are caring for two individuals. You are caring for yourself and you are caring for a fetus or a baby that also have that also has to live. Now, all these things you must be mindful. So when you are consuming nutrients, food, other things, you have to consume it for two lives. And uh, we want to also limit caffeine. Caffeine is a huge thing in pregnancy. It has so many complications when we give birth. Caffeine needs to be limited when we are pregnant. Then uh, we have other risk factors in pregnancy. Those who are vegetarian. So individuals who are vegetarian, um, they might have low protein, low calcium, low iron, low zinc, or low vitamin B12. Because when you are vegetarian, what you eat lacks uh, what you eat lacks those nutrients and minerals. So you have to find another means to consume those things so that you can be able to make up for the ones you're going to miss in diet. Now, um, 
sometimes individuals who are pregnant might have other eating disorders. They might have bulimia nervosa. They might have uh, bulimia, bulimia nervosa, or they might have uh, anorexia, anorexia nervosa. They might have these two conditions or one of these two conditions. Now, um, we have to understand during this condition, people can assume people get used to bad eating habits. People eat a lot. Sometimes they purge the food out. Sometimes people take themselves, they stab themselves because they want to gain, uh, they, uh, they want to look sexy. They, 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 uh, they man the cosmic war and do things that might stress them up because they want to appear with flat belly. They want to appear with, they are very slim. So those things can put stress on the pregnant. And when, and when, when someone gets pregnant, stress can also put so much burden on the psyche of the pregnant person subsequently disturbing the fetus in utero. Um, another thing is when you are pregnant, weight gain um, can lead to microsomnia and labor complication. Too much weight gain for the pregnant woman leads to a condition called microsomnia. Microsomnia. Define this and tell me tomorrow what the meaning of microsomnia and what the message will do if a pregnant woman develops microsomnia. Now, I want to make sure also, um, sometimes when we are pregnant, we can also have other eating disorder like a consuming pica or pica. Now, pica is non-food materials we crave for when we are pregnant. It could be dirt um, from the earth. It could be plastic bottle top or leg. We can use those things to chew on them. Because sometimes when we are pregnant, we have all oh, this increased appetite. That we, our appetite does not cover anything that is uh, good to eat, but it's not good for our body. We still cover them. And those things are all called the pica, P-I-K-A. They are non-food substances. They are non-food materials that a pregnant woman craves for. Now, it is also important that we get to know that uh, um, our failure to gain weight could result in the low birth weight of our newborn. So if we engage into these bad eating habits, it leads us to having low birth weight. Now, what's the normal birth weight of a, of a fetus? Normal or uh, 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 weight for a newborn baby? Can someone tell me, please? Normal weight for what's the normal breath weight for a uh, for a newborn baby? Five to six pounds. Yeah, six pounds. Six pounds. Are you guessing? Okay. Um. So. We have to make sure we eat enough food to prevent those complications. We want to make sure also um, there are WIC program, uh, the Carter Women, Infant, and Children program for food and other things. WIC, Women, Infant, and Children. In the U.S., so we have this program that help us to what to prevent malnutrition in pregnancy. So we so we have the WIC program. WIC allow us to get food and nutrients for our baby ourselves 
um, when we are pregnant or when we are new baby's mama. So um, we make sure we do that. We get on those programs and we begin to get uh, those things that we want to get. Now, when we are also pregnant, there are lot there are a lot of things that can uh, that can uh, um, cause us problem. The age of the pregnancy uh, of the woman who, who, who's got pregnant, someone who is going through their first pregnancy, who is a primary grab of a primary gravida. A primary gravida will have a little problem because this is a first pregnancy. Sometimes, uh, not sometimes, she has never experienced this before. She she has heard about it. She has seen other people. But to carry a pregnancy by herself, to carry a baby from zero to nine months, from zero to ten pregnancy, is a huge thing. So now that she has gotten pregnant and she's going through this, she needs emotional, physiological, psychological support. She needs financial support from the family, from the husband, from the male who she's caring for. All these things are needed to put to lessen the stress on her. Now, um, during pregnancy, there are there are few things that we we'll, we'll look at it as we go along. But for now, let me throw a little light on it. We have one diabetes mellitus is something that we have, we can experience. Some people experience it in pregnancy, gestational diabetes mellitus. We also experience uh, nausea and vomiting in pregnancy, and we can also experience uh, maternal PKU. Maternal PKU. These are conditions, or we call them complications, we experience during pregnancy. Now, for the ankle, it is important we know about these things. It is important we know how these things occur. How do we uh, fight against them? How do we prevent them? It is, it is important. Now, for the nausea and vomiting, it happens in the first three months, which is the first trimester. We can have morning sickness. So morning sickness comes in the morning between in the morning from uh, 7 a.m. to 12 midday, or maybe like 11 to 12 midday, you're gonna have um, nausea, you want to vomit, everything you eat, everything you smell, it smells funny, it tastes funny, and you want to like uh, throw them out. That is morning sickness. Now, in morning sickness, it goes away with um, with time. After you, the end of first trimester, it starts to go, it starts to, uh, you know, to, to diminish. Now, um, there are things we can eat. Um, we want to make sure we eat crackers and some of those dry carbohydrates, which can help to carry away that feeling. That's one thing. Now, there are also things that we should not eat. We should avoid during this period. When we avoid those things, we are preventing nausea and vomiting in our early stage of pregnancy, which is termed as morning sickness. Like spicy food, too much of oil, um, caffeine. We reduce those things. Alcohol. We make sure fatty food, fried food, those things can uh, stimulate vomiting. So when we avoid those things, we reduce the risk of having nausea and vomiting during pregnancy. Even constipation is another thing we can experience when we are pregnant. Um, we can take ginger. Ginger also might be helpful for nausea and also for constipation. We can take ginger. Um, Ginger tea, ginger candies, they are helpful in this situation. For constipation, we want to increase fluid intake and eat high fibers diet to prevent or to get rid of constipation. Now, 
for the maternal PKU condition, uh, in this situation, the maternal PKU, it is a condition in which it is a, it is a genetic condition. It is genetics. It's a condition in which there is uh, a deep, uh, there is a high level of PKU in the body that poses risk to the fetus. Now, PKU um, is called phenakit, uh, urea. Now, phenakitinuria, it is uh, there's a protein in here that is called phenylalanine. Phenylalanine. This is a protein that is in here. Now, this protein, uh, in the case of this maternal PKU condition, there is there is a high level of this protein in the body, which can pose threat to the fetus in utero. Now, so for this reason, it is important um, for us to teach the parents or the woman who is pregnant to resume the PKU diet for at least three months prior to pregnancy and continue throughout pregnancy. They should be able to, con they should be able to continue this diet. We want to make sure that uh, this diet includes food that are low in the protein phenylalanine. So food that are low in this protein are what we consume then we also consume other foods that are high in other protein like fish, poultry, meat, like you have eggs, nuts, dairy products. All these foods are high in protein that we want to consume and prevent this uh, phenylalanine. Now, we want to avoid anything that contains high amount of phenylalanine. Aspartame. Aspartame contains... PKU, uh, it contains of uh, melanin, aspartame, contains high amount of this protein, which we want to avoid during pregnancy to prevent the condition maternal PKU. These interventions um, can prevent fetal complications such as behavioral problems and mental retardation. When there's an increased level of PKU in the body, it leads to mental mental problems for the fetus and behavioral problems. So patients are born with uh, autism or uh, like a uh, autism condition, like a uh, patient are born with HDHD. All those are derived from a PKU level in the body. So the lower we have the PKU, the more we kick, uh, the more we are kept away from having uh, this condition so we make sure consume food that are low in the protein phenylalanine and food that are high in other protein we can consume those food like what the eggs dairy products and what understand these foods this is one of our challenges in the end class as 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 as, as, as Africans as immigrants and other things because these foods they come in the end class and we're not used to this food so we have to google food that are high in these nutrients that, the, that that we consume in the U.S. in the highest amount to know them. Then we have diabetes mellitus, which we discuss in length or uh, few times for now. Now, it is GD. It is the condition we call gestational diabetes mellitus. Now, you can only be diagnosed of this condition if you did not have a pre-existing diabetes mellitus. So if a patient had diabetes before becoming pregnant and 
sort of complicate in pregnancy it cannot be called gestation diabetes medicine. it should be the you should be free of diabetes for getting in pregnancy now those who become pregnant with the, and get the condition gdm in pregnancy um when they give birth when they reach 50 years or near to 50 years half of those individuals will come down with type 2 diabetes mellitus when you, when you experience this condition in pregnancy, half of the individuals who experience GDM during their pregnancy in their younger age, they might come down with the real type 2 diabetes mellitus before they can die. Any question?